The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Is this where I talk? I think you talk into this conical object. Nice. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and rough times when friends break up. Mm. Yes, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we finally got out of Avengers Endgame and are back in the studio here. (laughs) And now we're going to take a look at the recent tech headlines and uh, also contemplate life without tiny screens in our faces. Crazy talk. Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. All Uh, right. But first, perhaps some news, news. or did, oh, wait, do we have on. thoughts on the movie? Uh, no, not so much on the movie. First off, before we get to the movie, yeah, before we get to Endgame, where there may be spoilers, just yes. so I'm telling you now. Spoiler alert. There may, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I've been watching DC Legends of Tomorrow. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm the last fan of that show sometimes really have people fled or no i'm it... sure there are people out there i'm sure there's a huge group of people that are you know fanning and standing the show but it's one of these shows they kind of know they're on the bubble uh-huh that they could get axed any second now oh really so they've got the samurai mentality yeah but, but they've thrown caution to the wind it's like you know forget about it no one's having a baby, you know, like, you yeah. know, a show is on its last legs when a character has a baby. Yeah. You know, but Legends of Tomorrow is the best DC show on television right now. I realize that's not saying much because Flash is kind of and Green Arrows, you know. And how are you on Supergirl? Supergirl's okay, but it's it's just so campy sometimes. Yeah. Too campy for my taste. Yeah. I love her as Supergirl, but it's just a little too much sometimes. Yeah. But DC, Legends of Tomorrow, they were always the B team. Uh-huh. You know, th- that was the whole shtick. So you kind of like, okay, it's these B team superheroes and villains. Yeah. And they've got Constantine Hellblazer. Mm-hmm. In the show now, who used to have his show on CBS, they canceled it, now he's on DC. It's just insanity. It's just pure ridiculousness, but in a really good way. And they've got mystical, dark magic, Hellblazer stuff. they got the goofiness. They've got really strong female characters. I mean, there was actually an episode where they totally almost didn't feature any of the male characters. That's daring for TV these days. No, seriously, all joking aside, you're right. It really is. They were telling bawdy jokes and, you know, busting their chops. Oh, you know, hey, Mm. you know, really, really fascinating stuff. And you realize, oh, my God, there's no other television show on that does stuff like this, where you have five strong female characters busting each other's chops, not talking about guys. And when they do mention guys... They got, oh, they were failing the Bechdel test. Uh-huh. That was great. That's some I lovely like, self-awareness. Yes, it's great stuff. So you know what, folks? I'm hoping the show sticks around for another season because I'm having so much fun with this. And it's truly the best. This the is best a Kaiser recommendation. Show. Yes, it is. Let's talk Endgame. Endgame, yes. We finally got out of it. It was a long film. I did not like it. Really? You found... I uh, did not like it. What it, uh, What? What did not... Because uh, I, I have some issues with it, too. But. Way too long. Mm-hmm. It did not need to be that long. It did not need to be so that So you long. found that... The, was it the, the pacing or the amount of stuff crammed into the just movie? Just the amount of stuff that was crammed in. Pacing was okay, because a lot of it made sense, but they just wanted to put everything and the kitchen sink in there. 
five million death scenes, you know, every one of the major characters who, again, like we said, this is a spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. Every one of the major characters who were exiting their contract yeah. got, you know, that screen time. It was it was like the end of Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, uh-huh. where we had like five different endings. It's like, oh, come on. Really? Another one? So, yeah, and you, you wanted to feel your legs again after of course, those hours? Of course. And some of the jokes fell flat. It's obvious to me that Tom Holland as Spider-Man is huge. Yeah. There was only one cheer through the whole movie. Nobody cheered with Captain America when he did his thing. Yeah. And, but as soon as Tom Holland came on screen, the entire theater at three in the morning. Oh, because you, you went on the went early on the late, hours. Yeah. Erupted. Uh-huh. I mean, erupted into cheers when they saw Spider-Man. So he's a he's a popular, and then he's he British is. to all the fact he's British and he's doing. Yeah. Well, the the you saw the recent news that because there was no end credit sequence uh, in the original Again, release of Avengers, that really annoyed me. Yes, that uh, really annoyed me. But but now there is one. They've because I guess they thought enough people had seen it that they slipped an end credit sequence in a couple weeks after it was open. And but no, I have to go see the thing. Yeah, it's like no, it's actually you can see everything because the scene was taken from the latest trailer for the new oh, Spider Man. Okay, okay. So you can watch was... the Spider Man trailer okay, uh, for Spider Man Far From Home, which is coming out in July. If you watch that online, you can see the scene that would have been had you gone back to sit for the Avengers Endgame enough. again. Okay, all right. I'm because I was not going to sit through three hours of this. Especially, day. you know, a it's a time thing, and and b if you see it in. Even if you see it in like regular flat 2D, it's still yeah. like 16 bucks yeah, and easily in New York. So, you know, I mostly enjoyed the movie. I was ready for it to be over at the end. You could see them going through and like tying up all the oh, little storylines yeah. and neat little bows. It was so obvious, yeah. Was very happy to see the Haley Atwell oh, appearance. I was so glad she came back. I am still back. mad that they canceled Agent Carter. With you. ABC made a huge mistake in that. Huge She's mistake. a wonderful actress. Yes, uh, indeed. So for me, that that was a nice little thing. But a lot of it was just, oh, you're, this character gets their own with this. And you just sort of had to go down and... Yeah, they checked off the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah tick the boxes. You know, the Marvel Universe is not going away this no, particular storyline, but yeah. there's another Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, there's a Spider-Man. Right. There are other movies coming out, so they, they couldn't say goodbye to everyone. True. And I, I did not like what they did with Black Widow. I did not like it either, but a Black Widow is getting a movie. Who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah. Wanda... Scarlet Witch, Scarlet yeah. Witch, and Vision are getting a show. All right, on Disney Plus. So I mean, it's all there's a lot of weird things, and I'm gonna bet you a pizza pie. No, yes, not Domino's. Yes, not Domino's, and I assume you place, want. What's the place down the block? Oh, uh, upside. Yes, upside. Up, I'll bet you an upside pizza. Yeah, and you assume what? What do I want on this? Pizza? I assume you do not want the Chicago style. I do not want Chicago style, nor do I want pineapples. You are missing. Yes. Well, with the pineapple or the Chicago style? Well, the Chicago style. I'll I mean, give you the Chicago the, the, the style. Pine, the pineapple thing I've always found weird, and I don't Thank eat pork. You. So, uh, Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Not about the pork thing, but the pineapple thing being weird. Yeah. Thank it's, you. It's, it's just, I can it see it in fried no rice sense. maybe, but yes. pizza? Exactly. Yeah, it makes no sense. I will bet you that the next big arc is going to be Secret Wars. That makes Secret sense. Wars. Yeah, well, you know? if they're going for all of the multi-layered right. crossover, really deep, they serious Marvel the Civil history. War thing again, yeah. since the major players are not necessarily going to be playing. Yeah, well, we're getting passed down to Secret Wars. I'm telling you. All right, so, Wars. so for the so next we'll twenty-five see. years or twenty-seven thousand movies. Well, you know they they need to keep printing that money. You they know, sure do. 
anyway, let's. I mean, was there any news, or should we just keep there, talking? There was about? a little bit All of right, news, you go. know. It's it's that time. It's spring, and so developers are starting to develop and go to conferences where they talk about developing. Developers are developing. Yes, and you know, right. case in point, Google's I/O conference it just ended, and as usual for these things, announcements were made. They were plenty. Yes, there were plenty. Uh, For example, the company rolled out the Pixel 3a and 3a XL, which are two new lower-priced smartphones that, yes, include the 3.5-millimeter headphone jack. Google. Google. Yes, and and you might like this, too, uh, given the the trend in $1,000 smartphones. Prices for the new Pixel 3a start at $399. dollars $399? So $400. That's a bargain. Yes, and uh, while these new models don't include those super high premium things like your wireless charging or all that waterproofing where you can, like, dump in the toilet and it'll still work, they do have these spiffy Pixel camera features like night sight, super res zoom, and portrait mode on both the rear and the front-facing lenses. Nice. So you, you get the decent camera, which is a lot, what a lot of people buy the new phones for Honestly, is, exactly is decent it. camera stuff. Yep. So that stuff's included. People have tested it and say, yeah, the screen is not quite as good as right. the, the other Pixel 3s that were put out earlier. Right. If you put them side by side, you can see a little bit of lower quality in the cheaper phone screen, but right. only if you put it side to side. Otherwise, it's fine. So. But you know what? How does that really make a difference it, unless you're watching like videos and stuff? Or yeah, and if you're watching videos f- on a five-inch screen, yes. I mean, don't be that fussy. Let's, let's talk Yeah, if you're doing that. So, so this this is a good trend, though. I, I was just watching the phone prices go up and up, and the Galaxy Fold, you know, two thousand, and look what happened to that. But, yeah. but uh, even the iPhones, a thousand bucks for you think no, no. I'm up for another phone. Yeah, the so Pixel, I remember I was going to get the first Pixel, maybe the third one's the charm. It's getting some some nice uh, looks yeah, there, there from the uh, the tech reviewing community there too. Also at the I.O. conference, uh, the third beta version of Android Q has also arrived, uh, bringing with the dark theme for every standard app, smart reply for third-party messaging apps, and a new focus mode uh, for the digital well-being feature, uh, which we can talk about a little bit later in the show. But this new uh, focus mode lets you choose particular apps to avoid during a specific period of time, like if you need to get some work on or if you're trying to sleep. And you don't want to be harassed, but you don't want to have your phone totally shut down. You can turn off apps that, you know, your secondary ones that you don't really need to be bothered by. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that's something there. Twitter. Yes, precisely. Starting with Android Q, uh, Google will begin releasing software updates directly through the Play Store instead of waiting on phone manufacturers and carriers to get the let out and perhaps decide wow. two years after the thing came out that you can have it on your phone. So That's interesting. That's a game changer. Yeah, that that I think, well, plus for security, it's going to help, of course, you know, yeah. that, that exactly uh, you can get your security holes patched. Google also announced the $229 Nest Hub Max, which basically matches up the Nest Camera, Google Home Hub, and the Google Home Max. And so with all of this, you get a security camera, smart display, and loudspeaker all in a single gadget. Why? Again, with the the watchy things, you know, the the speakers. And yeah, I don't want... The whole thing with the display and the speaker that hears yeah. and can look at you. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Yes. That's not happening. So, have I, have, am I starting to convert you into like the whole paranoia thing? Do you need a, a I use a, a Siri to foil? ask the weather, which... That's pretty much all I do. Yeah. I play music. But I, but I do not have any Alexa-enabled device. Okay. Uh, I, I tested Cortana for work, uh, but go. do not... You know, I don't know if it's still listening, but... You know, I, I guess in theory it could be listening. It may be listening right now. I don't know. Go. Hi, Siri. 
Yeah. Uh, you want? I got some extra aluminum foil. Yeah, you, you know, if, if you've got yeah some nice uh, spiffy little like uh, Kentucky Derby type. Yeah, thing yeah, going so, on. some some yeah, I can get do with a fascinator. Yeah. yeah, and some nice thick good. Reynolds wrap there. there you go. Yeah, we'll talk after the show. Um, also, uh, from IO, uh, Android will soon offer live captioned all videos. So you can get uh, instant closed captioning. Oh, that's going to be fun. The memes are going to start flying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Google Maps will soon uh, offer an incognito mode for those who want private map searches. Oh, interesting. Yes, where you going? Where you going? Where you going? What you doing, huh? That uh, also in Google News, the company's paid streaming music services have passed 15 million subscribers, but they got there by combining the total for both YouTube Music and Google Play Music. So, a ah, little, uh, little fudging of the yeah, numbers yeah. there. So, so <laughs> you know, we we just you know aggregated all of our total here yeah, into one big number. It's no Spotify. Yeah. So uh, I got rid of Go- of Apple Music, by the way. Oh, really? You because uh, th- th- you had multiple streaming services, so you just yeah. decided Apple Music was the one that was not fulfilling all of your music dreams. Yeah, I was the only one using it. It seemed mm-hmm. like a waste of money since Spotify was there. All right. Well, yeah. I, mean, I still like sure. my CDs and my vinyl, but yeah, something comforting in physical media. Yes, exactly. But now that we are firmly in uh, developer conference season, uh, there was also Facebook's Fate F eight, whatever we call it, event a couple of weeks ago. Who? You know that uh, that Facebook place? Oh, um, yeah. and, uh, I think I've heard of them. Yes, and, and Apple's big Devapalooza is next month, so we'll be talking worldwide developers Deva-Palooza? then. Devapalooza. Yes. Is that, uh, is that, is that, that's that a JD a, special? That, that's a me word, yeah. Yes, um, I like that. But at Facebook's keynote speech, CEO Mark Zuckerberg said that the social network would start emphasizing groups and events over the news feed. And a recent redesign of the site uh, is intended to encourage people to make new friends, including that secret crush thing that we talked about, oh, which yeah, is like, please. yeah, that is not happening. That's creepy. But one friend that Zuckerberg may find himself cutting loose uh, is Chris Hughes, yeah. um, mm-hmm. his former Harvard roommate and also a co-founder of Facebook, Hughes just penned a 6,000-word op-ed for the New York Times called It's Time to Break Up Facebook. Now, uh, in this essay, Hughes argues that Facebook, uh, with its uh, ownership of Instagram and WhatsApp, has become too big and Zuckerberg is too powerful uh, with no corporate oversight. I think that's probably a a fair observation. Reasonably accurate, yes. Yes. um, Mr. Hughes writes, it's been 15 years since I co-founded Facebook at Harvard And I haven't worked at the company in a decade, but I feel a sense of anger and responsibility. And he is responding to all of the privacy issues and all of the missteps the company's made, Cambridge Analytica and everything else. And so he goes on with this very lengthy essay uh, to argue for government regulation of the company and busting it up as a monopoly because they've got, you know, the the WhatsApp and the Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's definitely worth a read. And he kind of came out of nowhere with this. I mean, all of a sudden it was was, NBC News. um, But we'll have a link on the show page for people who would like to read it in full. That sounds good. Now, the Federal Trade Commission also feels very strongly about consumer privacy, Now, so much so that all five members of the commission went to a recent hearing held by the House Communications and Technology Subcommittee. There's a good time for you. There you go. To uh, express their opinions that the United States needs a serious new privacy law to control how major tech companies handle the massive amounts of personal data they have been collecting from Americans each year. May I interject here? Are you going to snort? No. You think? Yeah. 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 Maybe they're seeing what's going on there in the Europe yeah. there, and maybe, maybe we need some of that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, during the hearing, the commissioners and congressional members uh, discuss things like federal preemptions of state laws and national privacy standards. I guess the FTC 
commissioners, there's five of them, they felt so strongly that all five of them went to this hearing. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah, because usually one or two, you have to do the hearing today, but they all went. And part of this was, though, the FTC members would also like to enhance their authority to go after privacy violators at the big companies and the nonprofits, too, because they're not innocent as well. There you go. Um, but to do this, they need a bigger budget. So, so I they, think, need more, they need more scratch. Yeah, they need more scratch to uh, enforce the laws here. So I think that was part of why they were uh, – but but they do have a point. We need some serious privacy laws in this country. Go get crowdfunded. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yes. Just start fire up your Venmo. That sounds bad. Fire yeah. up your Venmo. Yeah. That did not sound good. It sounded better in my head. Sorry. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, we, we need – I think something's going to happen soon. I hope just so. I hope it's critical. So, All joking uh, aside, we're reaching critical mass here. Yes, uh, but we also have more government news, and you may like this one. <laughs> when you say government and news, more than likely I won't. So that's yeah, – Well, you know, there's You're not, promising a lot Not here. about drones. Okay, uh, now, Senator Josh Hawley, who's a Republican in Missouri – says he plans to introduce federal legislation that will prohibit video game loot boxes and randomized assortments of digital weapons, clothing, and items could be purchased for a fee in the video games. This bill is called the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act, and it would go after this industry revenue stream that analysts say uh, could be worth more than $50 billion, as many parents with credit cards can attest. Insert slow clap here. Mm-hmm. Because... Yes, like, I told you mine like this one. I love this one. Yeah. I absolutely love this one because not just not just like an hour ago, I was having a conversation with my nine-year-old about him wanting to buy a $99 car set Ooh. for asphalt. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh, yeah, no. Not, not gonna happen. So much. Yeah. $99 because it had some sort of like a Lamborghini or something in it. Oh, wow. He's fascinated by cars. Yeah. By sports cars. Not sports cars, racing cars. Uh huh. So, so you, one you had to let him down easy there? Uh, yeah, but he's a feisty one. Oh, I'm sure you'll I'm sure, he'll I'm come sure back. the subject is not closed oh, with him. Oh, definitely not. No. But this loot box scheme by the game industry has drawn global scrutiny out of fear that it encourages addictive behaviors and lures mm-hmm. kids into gambling. Holly's proposed bill covers games explicitly targeted to players younger than 18, as well as those for a broader audience where developers are aware that kids are making in-game purchases. Right. Video games would also be banned from offering pay-to-win schemes, which I think is just cheating with that's money. That's cheating, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely cheating. You know what? I'm not one of these people that believes that video games are necessarily actively making kids more violent, nor do I believe that it's going to make them be gamblers, but it really will help lessen their addiction to the actual device, which I truly believe yeah. is a problem. Yeah, I, mean, no, I think it's that's a, a definite problem. chemistry hit there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, so uh, so this is just uh, still in, in the, the bill stage. It has not passed, but some someone in Congress is, is taking some uh, steps here to, to perhaps uh, get this under control. Thank you. Bipartisan, I hope. Uh, well, this is just uh, the Republican of Missouri putting it forth. Hopefully, it'll right, get well. a bipartisan co-sponsor and we'll proceed. And we will follow the story because I can see now it is of interest it to you. It is very interesting. Yes. Um, and the U.S. Department of Justice also made some news this week. They've Justice. announced that a federal grand jury returned an indictment unsealed in Indianapolis, Indiana, that charges a Chinese national as part of an extremely serious hacking group operating in China. And this particular group was behind the data breach of Anthem wow. a few years ago. Remember that? Yes, uh, I do. Yeah, the health insurance company is based in Indianapolis, which is why the indictment was unsealed there. And in addition to the hacking, uh, the indictment further alleges that the defendants collected files and other information from the compromised computers and then stole data from about, oh, you know, maybe 78.8 million people in Anthem's computer network. Holy moly. 
This included names, health identification numbers, dates of birth, social security numbers, addresses, telephone numbers, email addresses, employee information, and income data. So a lot of stuff you could use for identity theft. Of course. Now, uh, like Elkheiser here, not everyone is sold on smart objects. In fact, here in little old New York, a judge has ordered landlords to provide physical door keys to any tenants who do not want to use an app and a smart lock that has been installed on the door of their building there. Another slow clap. Yes. The lawsuit was filed last year when a group of tenants sued their landlords after the landlords installed these smart locks, arguing the tenants that there were surveillance and privacy concerns with them. They didn't want the landlords knowing when they were coming and going. Sure. And... Why should you have to be reliant on having a phone app to get in the building? The landlords were like, no, you can use the numeric keypad. It's just on this one door. The tenants were like, no, we don't want this. But they they managed to win here. The settlement is a first, though, as there has been no legal precedent or legislation deciding on how landlords can use smart home technology. But uh, when you have one case, I'm sure there will be more down the road. I'm sure there will. I'm I'm sure there will. Yes, uh, Uber went public uh, with its stock here uh, yes, just a couple of days ago, yes, uh, and its drivers went on strike in 10 cities to protest uh, what they said were the company's unfair pay and lack of transparency. I don't use Uber, but, you know, I can understand why they're concerned. Yes, uh, a number of drivers were striking, I guess, New York, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Washington, and I believe a few uh, European cities like London. But I don't think it was a universal strike no. because many riders were still able to get a car when they needed it without too much of a hassle. Which just goes to show that strikes work best when everyone participates. Yes. And I don't know if this will have any impact on their initial offering. I think it was a few dollars lower than what they thought they were going to get. But I don't know if this had anything to do with it or if it was just people like, yeah, it's Uber. You know, are they ever going to make a profit? I mean, it, it, it does put it on the radar for some people. I mean, I, mean I, I honestly think a lot of people don't realize how crappy being an Uber driver or a Lyft driver can really be. I mean, it's not the best gig in the world. They do a lot of work without a lot of benefits. They so. do. And the whole point was that this was supposed to be a game changer and, you know, the, they were promised money and all yeah. sorts of stuff. So, you know, hey, I hope they can uh, come to an arrangement with Uber, but I doubt it. Well, we'll keep an eye on it see what happens. Now, Microsoft continues to make Windows a secure yet password-free system. This is their goal. The Windows Hello authentication system, remember, that came mm-hmm. out on Windows, I think it was... 10, right? I think so. I blocked Windows 8 on my memory. Windows 10. But anyway, Windows Hello uses biometrics or PIN numbers to log in, therefore saving you the having to remember and type a complex password. That has got a FIDO2 security certification now. And FIDO? FIDO, short for Fast Identity Online. It's an open industry association with the mission to develop and promote authentication standards that help reduce the world's reliance on Passwords. Okay, fair enough. So so maybe someday we'll all just have to stick our faces in the computer and we'll magically yeah. open. I think they started Hello in uh, version 9. Oh, in, really? Windows 9. Oh, yes, yes. So you you were a beta 9. tester on I'm that still one, using, weren't you? Actually, yes, I'm still yes, because I, I know you were... Uh, I haven't upgraded yet. Yeah, well, I know you, you just favorite. hated Windows 8. I really did hate yeah. Windows 8, I'll yeah. be honest. Windows 7 was amazing. Yeah. I mean, granted, it still yeah, had its Vista, issues. Yeah, it had to, yeah. But Windows 9, I'm still uh, I'm still digging. Uh-huh, so you're just going to dig in with that one, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm going to stick it out. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Well, you, you enjoy that. Uh... Yeah. Sometimes I just make up software in my head. Mm-hmm. Then I start believing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that going around sometimes. I can see that, yes. yes. And finally. And finally. Here in 2019, 50 years after NASA's historic Apollo 11 moon landings uh, in July 1969, uh, we're talking about going back to the moon. 
Or at least Jeff Bezos is. The CEO and founder of Amazon unveiled a mock-up of a new lunar lander that he wants to use with his Blue Origins side company for space exploration. You know, hey, I got the world's biggest, you know, store, Uber, Mega, everything. Oh, and I got a space company here, too, Blue Origins. We've talked about them before. Yes, we have. Now, the lander which resembles NASA's own uh, lander back in the day with, you know, sort of mm-hmm. the middle pod and then the little legs and all that. It's called Blue Moon. Satellite dish? Didn't have a little satellite dish. It's, it's got some little thingies yeah, on the nice, side. and, nice. and uh, But, you know, they've updated the look a little bit. It's a little more streamlined, spoilers a little less chunky. Well, spoilers for I didn't see the back of it, but, no. yeah, it's in racing stripes. Nice. Maybe. Um, Fire. I mean, yes, yes. flames on the side. It's called the Blue Moon. So oh, okay. there's probably some some lunar iconography there, too. There you go. It's designed to take both humans and equipment to the moon by the year 2024, which is five years away. That's five that's years. Coming. Yeah, that, that's coming up fast. Yes, it is. Now, according to its specifications, the Blue Moon lunar lander will have enough fuel to, to get to, from Earth to the moon where it can drop off payloads to the lunar surface, uh, deploy up to four self-driving rovers, and uh, launch uh, satellites to orbit the moon. So this can be all oh, purpose vehicles here. a lot of work. Yeah. They, so, uh, so interesting to see. I know SpaceX has been getting in a lot of the uh, sort of freelance space stuff. And since NASA's had to, uh, to outsource a little bit. But, but Elon Musk knows how to play the propaganda or rather the marketing game. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we've got my Musk and Bezos here, I guess, in their own little space race, shall we say. That's a law firm I don't want to go to. Yes. <laughs> Musk and Bezos. Yes. To the moon. To the moon. Um, but anyway, that's been a look at the news uh, for cool. the past uh, week or so. Uh, for anyone out there who wants to know more, perhaps read the long Chris Hughes op-ed or read a DOJ press release. You can find it all on our show page at toptechjam.com. Up next, we're going to talk about maybe spending some time away from your phone or not. I almost forgot, JD. What? I saw Shazam, <gasps> and and Shazam. you liked it. Yes, I liked it. I actually liked it. Yeah, because I knew you weren't sold on the trailer. No, I was definitely not sold on the trailer. And I realized that there was a reason they made the suit look so goofy. Okay, so because I mean, you know, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but just in case, spoiler alert: they had the whole Shazam family. Okay, and they all had those weird suits. Uh huh. But it was a very enjoyable movie. All right. Well, I heard it was lighthearted. And- it was, and there was like a little brief little cameo of 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 one of the big stars. They didn't actually show the face. Uh huh. But you know, I mean, it was a lot of fun, and I can see how that. I'm really digging the campiness. They went so far. A lot of these movies into the dark. Yeah. Know, so know, the lighthearted, really more joyous I'm stuff is it. appealing to you. It is very much so appealing. I'm, you know, I'm a Batman '66 guy, so yeah, you know, you know Bam Pow. Yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. Anyway, what are we talking about? We are talking about phone screen time, oh. and are we using too much? Uh, there now that we've had too now, much. Calm down. Now, now that we've had modern smartphones, if yes. we date it from the arrival of the iPhone in 2007, it's been 12 years. Right. People are starting to do studies and have a lot of data now to sort of look at like attention spans and how people are interacting with devices. And and we've talked about this recently, you know, even the more physical wear and tear, like, you know, macular degeneration and, and right. things could happen. But it's the attention holding thing. I think a lot of people are feeling because they're always looking at their phones. People find that they can't concentrate and it's making them less responsive in conversation with people. They're unable to read long books or long magazine articles. There's this edginess. There's this kind of like 
fear of missing out, which is a big thing. And Kevin Roos, who writes a column for the New York Times, yeah. did a column on this in February, which I've read a couple of times since then as I've been yeah, kind of really struggling yeah. through my phone use. About how he broke up with his phone. He worked with someone who said, you don't have to go completely cold turkey, work in the news industry. You don't want to be completely cut off. But it was about scaling down. I guess he was using on the screen time app. He had like five or six hours of use, which is a lot for a day going constantly. He said, even when I'm shoving my credit card into the card reader, I'll look at my phone for that three seconds, while I'm, you know, which is a lot of, of back and forth. So he he was able to gradually wean himself off. And he said, I got better at conversation. I found I could concentrate better. It wasn't a horrible thing, you know, once I kind of like made the break. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, you know, I should probably look at that too. All of these screen time apps that, um, well, Apple's got the screen time that came out with iOS 12. Which I'm using. Yes, that if you're curious about your own. And then the digital well-being thing that we mentioned at the top of the show is sort of the Android version where it also shows you your screen time things. And maybe you can turn off certain apps or whatever. And so I've been thinking about this more and more and have been trying to – I'm not quite on – there's this um, movement called the, the Digital Sabbath where you just completely cut off for a day. Like you just like I'm not going to look at my phone all day on Saturday whatever. I, I wasn't familiar with that, but I do something like that sort of I, – I try to pick a weekend day, yes, a Saturday or a Sunday where I just – Try not to be on a device. Yeah, basically. It's difficult, but. Yeah, and depending on what's going on in the world, maybe you feel that a little bit more. Right. I used to, back in the early days of computer when it was just email and, and like derping around on AOL, right. like way back, I would always take one day when I would not go on the computer just to like read or do something creative. But now so much of our creativity is tied up with, well, I can make a little video or oh, I can listen yeah. to music. We're sort of going to these devices anyway for entertainment, so it's hard to kind of separate the, I just want to listen to this Beyonce album, or so I'm just going to like look at some Twitter here too. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to take some steps, I think. I'm, I really want to scale this down because I do really? find that it's harder to, you know, a 500-page book used to not be an issue for me, and now I'm like, oh, look at all these pages. I'll read a chapter. I'm going to look at my phone. And oh. I really want to start, you know, getting my concentration back. So That's fascinating. I didn't realize that you thought it was a problem. Yeah, it's something that you notice after a while. And plus, you know, the past few years, it's been a lot of news fatigue too. Oh, God, yeah. And you're not even just with politics. There's everything going on in the world. And like there's always – because everything has to be kind of amped up to the volume 11, whether it be the latest movie or or some celebrity fight on Twitter. So I was like, you know, I just kind of want to, you know, not off the grid, but just, you know, put it – Put it in the drawer for a while and let's uh, read a book, take a walk, see some nature, go out with a a uh, standalone camera that's not my phone and take some pictures. So, so, so I'm going to attempt this. But for people out there who maybe didn't really do much with a screen time app on your phone or if you're curious about how much you're using it, we'll have some links to both how it's worked in uh, iOS and as well as the Android equivalent. Um, and, and also people use these things for parental control too if you need to yes. sort of – Clamp down on the children's I, use I of the device. Do. Yes. Do, do. do you give them like a, a rationed amount of yep. time? Yep. Well, the boy lost his phone privileges. Oh, dear. The girl got rationed. I see. So, so she was doing something like six to seven hours. Wow. How does yeah. the battery hold up for all that? I, I I don't know. I'm just thinking, how does she do her homework? Yeah. How is she doing? You know, She must be really smart. She can do the homework and be on the phone. She's a smart hours. kid, but you know what? That's too much. Yeah. It's too, way too much. And I, you know what? I actually dipped a toe myself. I use the do not disturb. Uh-huh. Great for the overnight, too. It's great for the overnight, but obviously it doesn't stop you from using the actual device. Yeah. But I realize the alerts are what, you know, that that 
sense of, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah, it makes you go happening. and look, and then, oh, well, yep. I've got the phone open, I'm just going to do down, this, I'm going to do that. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I can see that. It helps me uh, at least take a step away. I don't think I can do what you're doing. Honestly, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to ease into it because as with the Kevin Roos column, like he knew he couldn't completely cut off. And so it's all about sort of scaling down and yeah. just, yeah, that alert's still going to be there. And odds, and and also because a lot of news organizations are pushing alerts that aren't really alerts where they're just oh, dumping yeah. their news like, Seriously. here are the hot new shoes for spring. And it's like, yeah. that is not a reason I needed yeah. to have a pop-up alert on my phone. That really annoys me. Yes, I got it. Yes. Yeah, so... so Probably 75% of those these days, they're still going to be there in like three hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so, uh, so so we'll see how this goes. Um, you know, it may, you know, get the flop sweats or whatever, but... Uh, Will you give us progress reports? Yeah, so we'll give you a progress report in a couple of weeks and, nice. and see how we're doing. But I, I think, you know, maybe phone, not completely phone-free weekends, but sort of phone-rationed weekends, I think, might be that the... That sounds uh, like a good idea. I mean, I don't think I have the guts to do it, but, you know, maybe... Yeah, well, and you've got to consider, you know, if you need to keep in touch with the kids or whatever, you got that family is actually, organizations. That is, that is a thing. No, but I think in my case, it's more about the fear of missing out. Yeah. I don't want to miss a news alert. I don't want to, you know, I want to have my ranting uh, yes. <laughs> material, my, my, you know. Plus my it's weapon. baseball season. It's baseball season. Yeah. That's so. true. That's very true. You make an excellent point. Yeah. So, so I can't give it up. Yeah. Right. So, so anyway, so we'll see how it goes, but uh for those who may feel like they want to just dial it back a little bit, uh, we'll have some links on our show page if you want to read more about it. And you can find those at poptechjam.com. Join JD. Yes. That's the hashtag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Join JD. Get your life back. There you go. Um, I guess we have to go now, speaking oh, of Oh, yeah, life. we got to go. I was having so much fun. Uh, I guess we got to thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros if you think if they will, probably. Build it for you. Yes, they'll definitely build it for oh, you. And then thank you, listeners. I know we've been a little hit or miss the past uh, month or so. Yeah, you know, you life know, gets cra- in the way. Life gets in the way. But I, I have a sneaking suspicion things are, when we get towards the summer, things are going to scale down. Things are going to calm down. At least that's my goal. Yes, yes. We would like to have, you know, smooth sailing smooth this summer. Smooth sailing. Yes, indeed. So until next time, when we're back with more, yes. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Let's go watch that Spider-Man trailer. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man.